Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to Linen Romance, the place for you to find all kinds of different things about romance novels. Um, if you need help with your personal love life, we cannot help you. I'm so sorry. But books, we're all here for. I am and Jess. books can help you too. Oh, sorry, and I'm Trisha. <laughs> and I interrupted you, Jess. I apologize. But books can help you too That's in your true. personal life. That's absolutely true. And I think true. in your romance life. Uh, and we have a lot of, I mean, I know we say this every time. I'm very excited about uh, this week's show. We're going to be doing a year in, or the, the mid-year review. The mid-year when in romance review. It's, uh, we have um, some pretty exciting stuff. We do, we do. Uh, but we have some housekeeping to take care of before that. And the first thing is a mea culpa from me. Uh, <laughs> some of you, by the way, thank you 300 or so people who uh, download our show very, very immediately when it comes out because you are very dedicated, but you also maybe did not get the right file the first time around a couple of weeks ago. Sorry about that. But thank you for letting us know, and thank you for listening so quickly. Like, we always joke about how we know you listen to the show immediately when it comes out, but some <laughs> you of you definitely do, do yeah. because we knew very quickly. I was asleep because it was like three o'clock in the morning, but you told us very quickly that it was the not, not the right file. So that was the fun silver lining, uh, and my thanks to all of you um, for letting us know, and hopefully by the end of, of all of it, um, our technical difficulties that were probably my fault, but almost definitely no one else's fault, so definitely my fault. Um, <laughs> we love you, Trisha. get started out the end. Thank you. Thank you. It was, uh, it was a complicated day for somebody with a little bit of anxiety. Um, but anyway, we were very excited about that episode, so we're glad that one way or another, it did get to all of you. Yes, yes, um, it did. And speaking and- of that episode... It oh turns gosh, out so exciting. I might not have made things up. So know, which is always a good day. It it's always a good day. So one of our listeners, Rhonda, hi Rhonda. Um hi, Rhonda. sent us an email pointing me in the direction of Posey Roberts Farm Fresh, which is the first book in Naked Organics. And it sounds like it could be what I was looking for. Um the the there's no um age in the description but it looks from uh Rhonda's description and a few other reviews that the hero is older um and i'm going to investigate very very soon so you might hear from me about this yet again but thank you so much Rhonda because now i feel better about my brain not just randomly making things up and just for anyone who maybe needs like a little bit of a connection made, this is our farmer nudist book that we were looking for that Jess was sure she had made up. And I was pretty sure Jess hadn't made up. And Rhonda also had enough faith to help us find it. So um, again, this is an exciting, it's an exciting time for us here at One in Romance. It is indeed an exciting time. Oh, 
And it's, yeah, it's an exciting time. Do you want me to talk about my thing first that's exciting or do you want to go first? Why don't you go first? I will go first and I will tell you about our sponsor for today's episode, which is an exciting, uh, an exciting time in, in the city. Um, it is Hot Response by Shannon Stacy, New York Times best-selling author. Shannon Stacy, by the way, is our sponsor today. And uh, I use the term in the city intentionally because this is part of the Boston Fire series. <laughs> the men of Boston Fire are back and hotter than ever. Don't miss Hot Response, the brand new novel from New York Times best-selling author Shannon Stacy. Um, Boston Fire is a sexy, emotionally gritty series about firefighters balancing the dangers of their occupation with their personal relationships. Relationships. These guys are tough, dedicated, and totally unprepared when love turns their lives upside down. It's for fans of Station 19 and Chicago Fire, which, by the way, if you were to ever make a romance novel into a television show, it would be Chicago Fire. So I think that's actually a very good comparison for a, tele- like a romance novel television show situation just just trust me and both watch (laughs) chicago fire and read the boston fire series uh so hot response is the new one um so in this particular book gavin bedreau lives for the job but he also believes in work hard play harder he's the youngest guy in ladder 37 and he figures he's got plenty of time before settling down becomes a priority soft pretty women who aren't looking for promises are exactly his type I have a feeling he might meet someone else, but we'll see. And he's comfortable with that. Working with a gorgeous EMT isn't going to change who he, who he is, mm. or will it? Maybe it will at least change who he wants. Let's find out. Let's find the out. last thing Kate uh, Tasker needs in her personal life is a firefighter whose challenges on scene have been a thorn in her side from minute one. Oh, dear. Her plate's too full. I know, right? She sounds like she has a lot going on. I can't be dealing with that either. <laughs> She's back in her childhood home to help her family cope with an unexpected tragedy, and she has enough to handle without throwing a hot, testosterone-laden fireman into the mix. As long days on the job lead to long nights together, Gavin and Kate will discover how far temptation can take them, and what happens when the one you thought was all wrong for you turns out to be the person you can't live without. Which I think is very charming. Very. So Hot Response is actually on sale now. You can get it. Um, we will obviously link to it in the show notes. Um, and I was actually telling Jess before we started, there is another book in this series coming out, I think, later this summer. So um, I, it's possible that when I was reading the show notes for this one, I maybe got both of them. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> A lot's going on. A lot of things are happening. So yeah, get yourself caught up on the Boston Fire series. It's very hot. It's very good summer reading. Just, just get yourself there. Sounds good. Sounds good. I'm going to have to check that out incredibly soon. Um, yeah. So, oh yeah, one more time. Hot response by Shannon Stacy. Someone asked us to make sure that we say both things anytime we're talking about books. So I wanted to make sure that we do. Yes. Beginning and end. And, you know, I haven't read my firefighter book for the, um, the summer bingo. So that sounds oh, like a good I've one. Heard, God, it was that was on summer bingo. That's the ripped bodice summer bingo, right? That's the ripped bodice summer bingo. Yeah, which I think we never really talked about, but yeah, everyone go to ripped bodice, find the summer bingo board, find hot response by Shannon Stacy, and you're already you're first of all probably a bunch of the books that you read already bring you to summer bingo. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you've got one right here. <laughs> the link is going to be right in the show notes. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, but that's not even the like the only book news we have. That isn't. We are giving away 
$500 of the year's best YA fiction and nonfiction. And by we, I mean Book Riot. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, not just me and not, Jess. We, not just we me love you all, however. <laughs> so this selection was um, made by Kelly Jensen. She is a former YA librarian, and she's our resident Book Riot YA expert. Um, if you don't follow her everywhere on book riot and off you should she's got lots of thoughts and lots of amazing book recommendations if you have time to read anything besides romance um or a nice combo a nice YA romance combo yes it it is quite possible um so that giveaway information is going to be in the show notes it's now through july 31st um Go ahead and enter, tell your friends to enter, or don't, so you have more of a chance to win. Um, But like I said, $500 of the year's best YA fiction and nonfiction, so it's all kinds of good stuff. And I feel like our listeners probably are benevolent enough to tell their friends, although I do understand you playing the odds there, Jess. (laughs) Well, you know. I mean, I probably, I I tell my friends because I can't, so. Oh, yeah, that's true. If they (laughs) win, they might share, so. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a good point, too, yeah. Yeah, because, oh, yeah. Why not tell your friends? Because then they can lend you the books. Yeah, your, it increases your odds. It's like when a bunch of people all go into buy the lottery ticket together. Yeah, yeah. I like it. All right. Well, yeah, special thanks to also Book Riot for yes. um, sponsoring One in Romance. It's Absolutely. So, um, yeah, go for it. That's, that's all of the, the housekeeping and sponsor info and things you want info. Um, and now let's just go into the episode. Yeah, so we um we are doing a we decided so we're 13 episodes in and because we are a bi-weekly podcast, we kind of thought, all right, that's about halfway through the year. Mm-hmm. Because there there are 26 bi-weeklies in a year. I don't know, 52 weeks, or whatever. Something like that. Yeah. The point is, we're about halfway through the year. We're also in July. So we sort of thought it's also been kind of slow in terms of romance news. Why not check in and do a 2018 mid-year review? So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the news, some of the buzziest and like most exciting books that we've seen, uh, and then I don't want to give you necessarily a reason why you should definitely make sure to listen all the way through, but it's possible that I did write a mid-year romance quiz for Jess that I will make her take sometime towards the end of the podcast. So that's a fun teaser for later on. Oh, but dear. in the meantime, Jess, what do you think are the top news stories in romance so far in 2018. This is not a quiz. This is just a friendly conversation. I realized when I was saying that it sounded like a quiz question. Jess, tell me. Jess. 25 points. Exactly. <laughs> one million points if you get number one right. Ah. Uh, so. But no, I was thinking about this. It's, I mean... I mean, one of them's got to be Cocky Gate. Right? Cocky Gate is huge, and it had so many ripples. It continues to ripple. It's been quiet because it's basically in legislation, right? Like nobody's really been able to talk about anything that is still happening. Um, some of it got resolved, but some of it didn't. So we're not talking about it as much. But it was definitely huge and lasted a long time at the earlier stages and is something that, you know, even people outside of romance were talking about. So it's definitely one of the biggest romance stories. It sure is. What are some of the other ones? What do you like? 
well, or dislike, but was big. There were a couple little little ones that might might not be like the flashiest news, but were definitely like a bit of a shocker. Um, one of them was RT closing. Um, yeah. The um, the magazine I know you know had been struggling a bit. But the conference seemed to be going on strong, and it will continue to go on strong under the guise of Book Lovers Con. So, you know, we're, we're pretty cool with the organizers sort of just moving on to something else that they've already started. Um, yeah. But the closing of the site was just sort of like, what? Yeah. And I think the awards, the loss of the awards the there, too. The loss of the awards. Um, yeah, because you're right. I think we were, uh, in terms of like a little bit of follow-up, as one does in a mid-year review, <laughs> you and I were both a little skeptical of the early lineup for Book Lovers Con, but now, I mean, that's it's a fantastic lineup. It's it's all kinds of really wonderful authors. I think I checked this site uh, about a week ago to see if tickets have even gone on sale yet. And uh, me they too. Have not. I'm, <laughs> I want one now. Yeah. <laughs> But they are not there yet. But yeah, no, I mean, um, Alyssa Cole is going to be there and Sonali Dev is going to be there. And I mean, like they, um, Farrah Rashan is going to be there. Like they've just been adding um, all of these people that are really, I think, yeah, it's looking like it's going to be a really, really great event. So in terms of follow up credit where it's due, we were moderately skeptical a few months ago, but now we are not anymore. So many thanks to them. Um, But yeah, the, the loss of the awards, it will be interesting to see if, if that gets picked up anywhere. Yeah, like what's going to slide into that place? Is it, is it some kind of way going to be where the other organizations that do awards do better? Because that was another bit of news, the whole Rita thing. Um, yeah. The Rita Awards not only being a surprising lineup just because it was so different from what the, like, bestsellers and most talked about books were and also the whole race issue with RWA as a whole and the readers in particular and the conversations that came out of that um I don't know if that's really news but it was definitely a big topic in Romancelandia I think yeah I mean I think for romance it was definitely news and I think yeah, I kind of had that filed in the most disappointing but unfortunately least surprising category. Yeah. And I think one of the things that happened this year and maybe has happened increasingly over the last few years but really maybe seemed to hit a kind of a tipping point this year was the conversation around it and the way that people like Piper Hughley were pointing out that there has never been a – was it, it's, it's hard for me to even rem- – like imagine that this was the fact because mm-hmm. it sounds so bananas, but there has never been a black author who has won a Rita award. There has never been. And what, what is it? Half of 1% of the nominees for the Rita have been black. And this year, none. And this year, none. I mean, yeah, like it's just, it's so, there's a, like the, the logical part of my brain is like, no, no, that can't be right. And then I remember, oh yeah, systemic racism. I'm like, oh yeah, it can be right. And it is. And it's awful. Yeah. So, I mean, the conversation around it, and we have seen some movement, at least in statements and in discussion from RWA since then. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, who knows what what will come of that? But no, I absolutely think that that's been un- incredibly disappointing news, but for sure news um, this year. Yeah. 
and uh, and in the same kind of category of things that are news, if not super surprising news or necessarily breaking news, the Ripped Bodice Diversity Report, I think, falls in that category, too. Absolutely. And just in seeing where we have not necessarily made all of the progress all yeah. the time. Yeah, and you know, some some brand new news that it makes me even more disappointed in that report and the conversations that came out of it um, is Harlequin's new push to um, recruit authors from underrepresented groups. And if you if you um, subscribe to Kissing Books, you got a link to their most recent call for authors to submit. Um, so you think you can write is the name of their um, their little call. Um, but if they are so anxious to bring in authors from underrepresented groups, why did they let go of several black authors when they closed Kimani? Um, they pulled some into the other lines, but there are so many who were not moved around. They were just n- not they they didn't get invited to write for them anymore. Do you think Harlequin is real? And this isn't, I, I have honestly no idea what the answer to this question is. Do you think Harlequin is looking around and realizing and seeing, like the New York Times, who we have had plenty of side eye for in the past and probably will have again in the future, but they mm-hmm. recently did a story on inclusion and diversity in romance on the front page, to mm-hmm. be fair, yeah. on the front page of their print edition. Um, and like, book, well, you know, we talked about this on the Book Riot Slack. Our um, our Book Riot best reads of 2018 so far went up a week or so ago. We'll link to it in the show notes. And of the 20 or 25 books that are on there, um, the four that are romance are all authors of color. Mm-hmm. And, and that is a complete coincidence. They're all just fantastic books. Yeah. Like, it, there seems to be a larger understanding among some people and there's obviously we as a romance community have a lot of ground to make up Mm -hmm. but there seems to be some recognition by some people that there's a lot of authors out there who are doing really great work there's so much talent across the board of people of all different cultures and identities and everything Mm -hmm. do you think harlequin is starting to think like oh shoot we kind of shot ourselves in the foot on this i can't imagine they're not i mean it's great that they have Kimani books being published uh, through the year. It's awesome. But for one thing, I'm not sure if they're ever going to go on sale, which is one of the things that spurs people to buy them because they're like $4.99 and $5.99, not a terrible price point, but pretty high for like the average yeah. um, romance. For romance, for sure. Yeah. Um, and also... The fact that they have like five familiar names that are authors of color in out of 20 different lines, Um, they they realize that this is a this is a turn that the entirety of the romance community is is making and they were on the wrong end of it and they've got to do something to pick it back up. I doubt they're going to like reopen Kimani, um, which is too bad because they have the best covers. (laughs) They really do. It's true. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But 
they will hopefully do something to redeem themselves from the choices that they made. It's just so much lost talent, too. Mm-hmm. It's, which is kind of amazing because, you know, uh, to pivot a little bit into some of the books, uh, you know, we mentioned the Book Riot list, but if you look broadly at some of the books that have gotten the most buzz and that we've seen the most conversation around over the course of this year, two of the biggest ones, if not the two biggest ones so far this year, have been The Wedding Date and have been The Kiss Quotient, mm-hmm. which are not only authors of color, but they are debut authors. Mm-hmm. And so when Harlequin shuts down, they're, I mean, like, it's almost like having a, a minor league team of people that you can look at and draw the talent from, you know, to use like a sports metaphor. And then you just sort of said, no, no, go and find a major league team somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like like someone has, like that talent is there. You have it in house. These people already work for you and you're sending them off to other publishing houses. And of course it's, the doors are, are much harder to get through for, you know, people from underrepresented communities, but I mean, come on, like, what are you doing? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I, I sometimes I forget that um, we're recording a podcast. So only Trisha can see me vigorously nodding when she's, <laughs> when she's doing some of these things. But there was definitely some vigorous nodding throughout the, that entire baseball um, analogy because it's so true. It's so like, uh, we are going to not do the ranting thing. Well, I feel like if we're going to do 2018 review, we have to at least do a microcosm of it. It's just a little but, one. A little one. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, we even were talking about, you know, um, Helen Huang and uh, Jasmine Guillory, who are two debut writers who have had huge success, like mm-hmm. amazing and, and well, well deserved. But even, you know, people like Mia Hopkins, who's not a, a debut author, but Thirsty, um, a book that we have talked about and that has been discussed, you know, across the board, it's feels like a debut in some ways and that it's it's a very it's a book that's gotten a lot of work it's been very buzzy Mm -hmm. like to take back a a term that we talked about before Mm -hmm. I think she's an author that's about to break big like I think there are authors out there um who like I said I think you if you are a publishing house harlequin that is working with authors who are really talented that are about to break why would you not hold on them? to them? Yeah, yeah, and like foster that talent and do what, frankly, a house like Berkeley has done, mm-hmm. which published both The Wedding Date and The Kiss Quotient, and put a bunch of publicity money behind them, mm-hmm. and then watch all of the accolades roll in and get very rich. Yes. Why would you not do that? Yes. Yes. I'm just going to keep saying yes because it's <laughs> yes. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, I don't work in publishing. I'm sure there's many good reasons why a publishing house, besides racism, that they wouldn't do that. Yeah. So that's fine. And, and another, one of the things about Harlequin is that they will stay afloat. Like, they, they, don't, they don't have to send out ARCs. They don't have to do a whole bunch of publicity pushing because their baseline will always buy their books. For now, though, what do you think the age of the average Harlequin reader is versus the age of the average romance reader. It's probably a little higher. Yeah, I don't know. And I could be completely wrong. But my guess is that they 
they were the only game in town for so long, mm-hmm. or at least the main game in town. And at this point, I don't know. It's maybe that's still true, but I kind of feel like it's not. Who knows? We'll find out. I mean, we'll find out. Stay tuned, everyone, to One in Romance for the next thirty years, and right? we'll see as we investigate year by <laughs> exactly. year the trend. Yeah. yeah, watch for the mid-year review episode in like twenty forty. <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens. Um, but speaking of some of the authors that we're excited about, you and I chatted a little bit about. We were talking about if there's a um, an author that we think is going to be the breakout author of 2018. And mm-hmm. I think we are probably in agreement. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, I mean, the, the one that is just magic and I don't know. Well, I know where she came from, but like, I don't know how it all happened. I don't know who I heard about her first from when I first heard about her first book and we're on like seven now and she's only been publishing for like seven months um, is Talia Hibbert. Has she only, so that was the thing I couldn't remember. So we both talked about Talia Hibbert and I couldn't remember if she had only just started publishing or if she had been publishing for a little while and was just all of a sudden everywhere. I okay, it might be more than 7 months like her first book might have come out before 2018, but it's definitely not been more than a year. Wow. And That's That's kind of astonishing. It is. And, you know, part of it, you know, she's talked about how, you know, her circumstances allowed her to just sit down and write and she could do that without having to pay attention to much else. Although she was still in school. So, I mean, like, I don't know how she managed it because I couldn't manage to, like, write my own stuff and send emails when I was still in school. So, like, uh, magic. Um, All part of her magic. Uh, But, you know, it doesn't seem like she's going to be slowing down anytime soon. So I'm looking forward to the next, like, 15 books that she'll put out by 2020. (laughs) And I'm going to read them all. I'm still working through hers because I've been trying to, like, spread them out so I don't run out before she puts out another one. But we'll see what happens. And is she, do you know, is she self-published? Yes. And it's quite possible because there's been some movement lately. So it's quite possible that she might be moving into a publishing house. But... Mm -hmm. I don't I believe that all of her stuff right now she just put up on Amazon and sent it out into the world. And yeah, it is kind of yeah, I'm on her Goodreads page now and um yeah, not that just to verify what you already said, everything that she's published has been 2017 and 2018. Um and I saw that her for people who don't know this, if you are self-published, it it doesn't always say like self-published author. People kind of make up names for whatever their own like personal publishing house is. So mm-hmm. hers is called Nixon House. Um, and so I didn't know if that was... There's so many tiny imprints. So I didn't know if that was one or if she was self-published. But yeah, um, but yeah, she, yeah she just kind of came out of nowhere, mm-hmm. blew up, and is so... You would never know that she hadn't been writing for years and years and years. And Absolutely. Like, her writing is so spot-on good. Especially for somebody that doesn't have an... I mean, she maybe hires an editor, right? Mm-hmm. But she doesn't have a, like, like we talked about, um, The Kiss Potion and The Wedding Date were both published by a 
debut authors, but they had a publish a huge publishing house behind them mm-hmm. doing the editing and probably and you know both of those authors are incredibly talented also, but there's a lot of support there. And those folks are not publishing seven books a year. Like, right. I don't know. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, the, other, the only other folks that I could think of, you know, and we talked about, I think the difference between, that's the difference for me at least, between somebody like Talia Hibbert and somebody like Helen Huang, who the Kiss Quotient is still maybe, certainly one of my favorite books of this year, if not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know the difference between the support that she had as a debut author and she's only written one book. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that book. Absolutely love it. But in terms of an author, I've now read a few by Talia Hibbert, and I've loved every one of them. And mm-hmm. they're different. Like, they've all been different. And um, But the anyway, the other people that I thought about that seem to be breaking big at least a little bit in 2018 are Mia Hopkins. And the other person that I mentioned, um, or that I haven't mentioned, is Anna Zabo, mm. who I think maybe also is going to have a really big 2018. I sure hope so, because the the two Anna Zabo books that I've read this year uh, um, have spurred me to go through my backlog to to find the ones that I either have or put on my to-read list. And I haven't gotten around to them, and I'm very sad with myself, because I own at least two more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Yeah, it's hard. There's so many books. Why are there so many books? It's we, an embarrassment of riches. Can you, okay, publishing, take a pause for like three days. That's all we need is like three days. That means there will be a certain number of books that will be published three days later and we'll be, we'll be a little better for it. Just, just do that for us so we can catch up a little bit. Just a little Jess bit. Only needs, Jess only needs three days. I might need a month. I mean, or at least like. Or at least like three Tuesdays, right? Because most books come out on Tuesdays. Yeah. I I mean, usually I would say like take a year off, but I I can hear the screams of people saying, no. (laughs) Um, You know what I need a year off from? I need a year off from new series. Yes. I need a year where nobody starts a new series. Everybody, please finish. And I understand you are all writers and creative artistic people you get to do what you want you owe me nothing mm-hmm. understood however if like from mid 2018 to mid 2019 nobody could start a new series everybody just like finish the series that we have especially would really help me especially you authors who um start a series and then start another series so now we're trying to keep up with multiple series by you which we love because that means more books from you in a certain amount of time, but then we never get to the end. Yeah, it really, it, and I understand it's like complaining that your diamond shoes are too tight. My <laughs> diamond shoes are so tight. They're so tight. <laughs> and the diamond shoes are very unpractical. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. I don't know. That's probably part of the thing about the metaphor. It's been a long day. I don't know. A lot of things are happening. Are there any buzzy books or authors that you've been excited about so far this year, Jess, that we have not talked about? Well, you know, speaking of authors who start multiple series, um, (laughs) I think, I mean, she's had, she's had a good year since she started publishing. Um, or at least it felt like to me because it was like, wow, this book is amazing. This author is going to be great. But Kat Sebastian is, Mm. I am looking forward to watching 
the continued explosion of Cat Sebastian's career. Um, yeah. The what years? The three books that have come out in this year have exponentially been so popular, and now that her print books are in Barnes and Noble, starting with the Soldier's Scoundrel. Um, so they're starting at the beginning with her print books and moving forward because similar to Berkeley, Avon is no joke when it comes to really pushing their authors that they can see people's eyes shining bright for. <laughs> and um, her writing is great. Her character development is amazing. Whoever designs her covers has amazing an amazing eye and it's just people are are grabby handsing for it so yeah she's definitely one of those people that i think within the next year or so we are going to because right now cat sebastian is talked about as and this is a little bit unfortunate top tier for people who write queer romance mm-hmm. but i think within the next year we are going to be talking about her as top tier as a romance writer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, like, full stop. I think a couple of other people who are about to move into a new tier, um, like I mentioned, I think Mia Hopkins, I think Anna Zabo, I think Andy J. Christopher, mm-hmm. and I think Robin Covington, both of whom we've also talked about. And I just, I mean, I like their books, so obviously I am very biased. But um, I think they are also shifting. It, just, like, based on the number of, panels you see people on and based on the number of like events you see people do invited to you know what Mm -hmm. I mean like I think I think we're I think Robin Covington might have just started doing a regular column for Frolic Uh, yeah Um, yeah I think so like I I said I think to I think in the same way that we joked a little bit about um in the last episode how a few years ago at a book riot event Sarah McLean um was telling people about this new and upcoming author Alyssa Cole Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of where some of these people that we're talking about are right now I think yeah that's my guess I think yeah we'll have to talk yeah who knows what will happen a year from now yeah and and there's one more who um, sort of does a few peaks and valleys as I I watch, but I'm really hoping that the the peak will continue is um Cole McCade. Like yeah. I, I mean, and I know that his biggest like burst was with his cocky valet because it was so perfect. Mm-hmm. Um but that also got him a lot of new followers and people realizing that boy can write. So yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to watching the things that happen with his books. Yeah, agreed, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, well, now that we've done a little bit of a rundown, Jess, on what has happened so far in 2018, uh, do you feel confident in taking a 2018 one in romance quiz when there wherein there are no correct answers and all of the points are randomly assigned and everyone is a winner? Yes, Drew. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know, right? I thought about that. I was like, yeah. The, well, and um, God, what's the other thing now? Where the Oh, there's a Sam Sanders uh, podcast called It's Been a Minute on NPR mm-hmm. where he does a like quote of the week essentially quiz. And he's like, there are real points, but the winner gets nothing. So <laughs> spoiler alert, you're going to be the winner of this. And I have nothing for you. Uh-huh. So, but 
pride. You get the you, oh, pride in man, in many ways. I do. Um, you get the uh, first uh, annual winner of the one in romance mid year quiz. So well, if um, I all of if I win, oh, go ahead. Looking just mm-hmm. looking around, I will put on my maleficent Disney ears that I brought back from Disneyland last year and carry around my beardy cap. Um, Funko um, Pop and just declare myself holding a trophy and wearing a crown. Will you take a picture of it and put it on Instagram? I certainly will. Perfect. That's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> um, all right. It's all multiple choice. Are you ready? I am ready. Question number one. Hmm. 2018, in terms of romance, is going to end up being the year of A, the debut author, mm-hmm. B, the romantic comedy, we talked about the debut author thing, not so much about the rom-com thing. I think there's a strong rom- romantic comedy year. Whatever. It anyway, is, yeah. C, the cocky gate resistance, <laughs> or D, other, it's going to be, and then you have to fill in the blank if you pick that one. Oh, gosh. So it's the debut author, the romantic comedy, the cocky gate resistance, or other. And I will say, the reason I put the uh, romantic comedy in here, just to buy you a little thinking time, mm-hmm. is that some of the, a lot of the books that we've talked about so far actually have been rom-coms. Kiss Quotient is, um, Wedding Date is, at least they both have heavily comedic elements. Um, Christina Lauren has uh, put out a couple of books so far this year. This just definitely feels like, and I think it's not a coincidence, I think romance authors are feeling like people maybe need some lighthearted uh, you know, elements of their life. Mm-hmm. Even the new Sarah McLean book, Wicked and the Wallflower, um, it has a lot of ro- romantic comedy in it. So that's why that one's in there. I'm not yes. trying to sway your vote. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's good to think about. Mm-hmm. So, oh gosh, why are you doing this to me, Trisha? The hey, ye- I have the email from you saying that we, I, could, I could subject you to this quiz. I did, I did, but I didn't realize that I would have to actually pick things. Um, (laughs) In terms of romance, 2018 is going to end up being the year of, of, dang it. As a reminder, no one else is playing, so you win no matter what. Huzzah! Um, It's going to be the year of the cocky resistance, but... The reason it's going to be the year of the cocky resistance is because all the resistance can live under the word cocky because it's about the year of all the rogue books. Do you know how many rogue anthologies oh, there are there now? Are so many rogue anthologies. Do you know how many stories that is of making good trouble? Mm-hmm. That is like amazing. I I haven't even made it through all of them because there are so many. But, I like it. And it's also the year of pushing back against institutional racism. So, you know, all good stuff. I like that you sort of picked a hybrid answer, which is both like C, the cocky resistance, and also D, other, also <laughs> all of the resistances. Every resistance ever. Every resistance ever. Good job. You get approximately 10,000 points. Sweet. Um, so you are in the lead. Uh, question number two. Hold on, I wrote them out of order, so I have to find it. Okay. The best one in romance title we've had so far is A, A Mountain of a Man Named Stone. Mm. B, Can I Say That on This Podcast, (laughs) which is a throwback to the Sarah McLean episode that was not a direct quote from her because we couldn't actually put in the title the thing that she said exactly. She said, Can I Say Blank on This Podcast? Uh And the answer was yes, but it's going to earn us our first ever explicit rating. Yes. that's B. C, the farmer might be the nudist, or D, whatever the amazing title of this episode is. 
<laughs> well, since you are the magical title wrangler, um, I am not going to try to produce a D. <laughs> so, and who knows, that might be the um, amazing title of this episode. <laughs> Uh, that sounds great. Oh, man. I'm not going to try to produce a D. You might actually earn us a second explicit read. <laughs> um, but uh, I really have to go with the farmer might be the nudist. I, man, that might be my favorite, too. So you get 20,000. Actually, I'm going to be generous. I'm going to give you 25,000 points for that one. Oh, man. Good job. 25,000 points and... Uh, a podcast quiz high five, which high five. is worth an extra 5,000 points probably. I don't know. Upon my um, arrival at 35,000 yes. points, I oh am my gosh. putting on over Your my headphones. <laughs> I can't make it work. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Um, Jess is trying to put on her malefic- Maleficent um, headdress, but it's not fitting over her podcast um, earphones. So that's, what, that's where we are now. <laughs> I've done it. Uh, and we still have like five more questions, so I don't know. This is it's a lot. It's a lot, but it's, it looks amazing. She's taking a picture right now. It's happening in real time, um, which is great. I'm glad we're having a really fun time because the next question is a little bit serious. Oh. It is. Oh boy, here we go. On how many more 2018 episodes of When in Romance are we going to have to talk about why Nazis can never ever be romance heroes? Zero. As a reminder, <laughs> we've had to do it in two so far. Two. So your choices are. A, zero more episodes, B, one more episode, C, three more episodes, or D, 13 more episodes, which is approximately how many episodes we have left. Zero, because magically, everyone has realized that that's a stupid idea. I'm really, really, really hopeful right now, but I know it's not going to happen. So I'm going to change my answer and go with two. Two this year. Um, two is not an option. You have to pick one or three. Because oh. I didn't want you to be able to pick how many we've done so far. No. Why did you give me odd numbers? I know. Three. That's because three. 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 Okay. It's going to be more than one. You know it. I know it. It's unfortunate, but we know it. Especially as we get towards the holidays, there's going oh, to be... Boy. Oh, God. It's going to be bad. It's going to be okay. bad. Okay. Okay. We're going to hope to be happily surprised. But in the meantime, you get 20,000 points for your realism. Good job. Huzzah. All right. Question number four. Which 2018 romance or romance-adjacent story that we've covered is going to have the longest-term impact on either the world or the book world? Is it A, Cockygate, mm-hmm. B, Stacey Abrams' run for governor of Georgia, mm. C, the ripped bodice report on diversity, D, the end of RT, E, the Centonio Hassel Riptide story, or F, this one has a lot of parts, the reclaiming of the when in romance hashtag. <laughs> well, while we, sh- we could hope that F would have the greatest impact on the world because everyone in the world would be using the when in romance hashtag, um, I have the feeling that once again our favorite topic a cocky gate 
just because we've already seen its ripples out to other um, um, genres. Just recently, we heard about someone trying to um, not trademark. Is it trademark? Were they trademarking Um, a phrase um, that is heavily used in the science fiction and fantasy world? And uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think you are probably right. I think, though, that there is a decent chance that the Stacey Abrams run for governor story is also there's some um, there's a really interesting story in The Washington Post yesterday. We're recording on July 12th. There was a really interesting uh, story in The Washington Post yesterday or no, it was yesterday. So on July 11th Mm -hmm. about Georgia and how. Georgia is starting to maybe is one of the states that's starting to shift politically a little bit in some interesting ways. And Mm. um, yeah, so that one's interesting to me. And also, even if it's not the longest term reaching story of 2018 or ever, I am very proud of all of you (laughs) for reclaiming the when in romance hashtag, a hashtag which when we started reclaiming it had less than 30, um, you know, uses on Instagram (laughs) And now I feel like is in the 130 or 140 range and climbing. So well done, everyone. Congratulations. Um, but also Jess gets uh, 40,000 points on that one just because I said so. Huzzah. And I promise to actually use said hashtag when it's time. Yeah. Jess is doing a great job of using the hashtag when she remembers. And I think that's the best that anyone can do. It is indeed the best that anyone can do is remember that hashtags are a thing because sometimes it's just a problem. Yeah, it's true. Um, All right. So number five, which uh, shocking conclusion to a news story we've covered in 2018 so far is most likely to happen? Is it A, Nicholas Sparks finally admits he actually writes romance and apologizes to all romance readers? Gasp. B, Amazon reps realize that they've treated erotica unfairly and promised to feature erotica titles on their homepage every day for a month in 2019. (laughs) C, the Rita uh, Awards will have all authors of color nominated in 2019. Or D, the New York Times' new discovery that romance exists will prove wildly profitable, and the New York Times will be the sole sponsor of 2020 Book Lovers Con. Oh man, that's that's really hard. That's really hard. I I mean I mean I don't care about Nicholas Sparks. He can he can hang out in his house with his nap room. We don't we don't need him Ugh, to acknowledge us. I forgot us. about the nap room. That makes me so angry all over again. I'm sorry. sorry I reminded you. Um, no, it's okay. I brought it on myself. You know what? It would be great if the New York Times sponsored Book Lovers Con in 2020, but also if the Ritas were just completely authors of color. I love all of my white authors. You are great. You're wonderful. But you know what? That would be amazing. (laughs) Yeah. More than one thing can be true. You can love white authors, and it could still be cool for all of not white authors to be in the Rita lineup. Yes. All right. You get 50,000 points for that question, but minus 20,000 for reminding me about the nap room. Oh, darn it, Nicholas Sparks. You and your nap room. The worst. The absolute worst. Um, All right, we're closing in on the end here. Question number six. Which of the following things we've mentioned in When in Romance so far in 2018 is most likely to come up again this year? Is it A, ferrets, B, nudists, (laughs) C, 
rooftop shenanigans, or D, Victoria's Secret tote bags? Oh, gosh, that's hard. Are either of us traveling again this year? Not on a, I don't think I'm traveling on a plane again where I would need to shove a bunch of romance novels in a tote bag. Yeah, so it'll probably come up somewhere, sometime during February of 2019. But for now, I think there might be a rooftop shenanigans. I was thinking that too. I yeah. hope it's rooftop shenanigans. Me too. I hope it's not ferrets. But ferrets are so cute. Oh, man. All right. Fine. Um, okay. Oh, how many points for that one? I'm going to say 50,000 just because we agreed. Actually, 60,000 because we've got an agreement bonus. Yay. Um, all right. Which of the following is the lost when in romance subtitle? These are all phrases we have used on this podcast. Is it <laughs> A, trope tonight bingo? B, lots of sex for everyone? C, <laughs> Intimidating bundles, D, four squirrels and a keyboard, or E, corralling the havoc. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Those are all so great. Can we just rotate them out? Do you need them again? It's A, trope tonight bingo, B, lots of sex for everyone, C, intimidating bundles, D, four squirrels and a keyboard, or E, corralling the havoc. I just wanted to hear all of them again. Um, That's fair. You know what? There are good reasons and rationales for all of those to be one in romance subtitles. Trope Tonight Bingo, because we have our trope tonights. We all do. Um, they're the most magical things ever. Um, lots of sex for everyone, but you know, some people don't need it and some people don't want it. So maybe Fair. not that one. Um, <laughs> intimidating bundles, just, uh, it's such a great phrase. It really is. Um, and now I've forgotten the other two. Four squirrels and a keyboard. Four squirrels and a were, keyboard. I, I really, that was during our, uh, pseudonym episode. <laughs> I, I want to say, was it? Alexis? Yeah, we were, we were hoping that Alexis Hall didn't turn out Alexis to be um, four squirrels and a keyboard. Yeah. And as far as we know, quick update, he still hasn't turned out to be four squirrels and a keyboard. As far so, as we know. Yeah. 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 And we'll see whether you're a rear wrap up episode. Yeah. But. Yeah. So um, if you know anything, let us know. Yeah. And, and then E, yeah. corralling the havoc. Corralling the havoc is definitely the winner because that is what we do best. <laughs> we take all of the stuff. I feel like it's sort of what we do best and also sort of our goal that we have not ever quite achieved. But someday. Acceptable. I, I accept that. That's, that's totally mm-hmm. true. And finally... Uh, last question, number eight. Mm-hmm. How many of the remaining 2018 When in Romance episodes will run below the targeted 45 minutes? <laughs> Is it going to be A, zero, B, one, C, three, D, 13, which is the number we have left, or E, of course it's zero. It will always be zero. We never, ever run below 45 minutes. Of course it's zero. We can, you know, one of, we can, like, I'm going to say one because sometime in the next 26 weeks, we are going to do something and time this thing and make it absolutely perfect for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe we are like, we have to 
disarm a bomb or something like that that causes us to have to make it absolutely 44 minutes and 59 seconds. And then they'll make a movie about us, and it will be glorious. And then it will be glorious. Well, congratulations. You stumbled upon the correct answer, which means you get 250,000 bonus points. Oh, my God. Jess, you've won. Yeah, You win the When in Romance mid-year quiz. I'm so excited. What I'm so proud of yourself. You uh, look I'd so like good. to thank all of the little people. And by little people, I do mean little people um, that have helped me along the way. You know what? Beardy Cap needs Diana Prince to hang out with him. Oh, it's so. true. They look so good. They look so good. Except Beardy yeah. Cat Bobbles and Diana Prince doesn't. Okay, apparently um, tea is too caffeinated for 6 o'clock at night. So well, sorry, folks. Everybody, I mean, I think that went really well. Speaking of corralling the havoc, we are, uh, we're a little over time. We had talked about doing some book recommendations that we are excited about for this year. I feel like we maybe could each sneak one in and then do more next time. Well, let's do, do that? that. Yeah, let's do that. That sounds great. All right, well, why don't you, as the winner of the Mid-Year When in Romance uh, quiz of 2018, the first annual uh, winner of the When in Romance Mid-Year quiz, um, why don't you go first? Oh, gosh. Now I actually have to come up with one. And well, we'll do the others next time, so you go alphabetically. Yes. And you know what? The... What am I doing with my life? I don't even know. But so we huh. were, we were I looking. I ask myself f- that every day. I know, right? So there are a lot of books that I'm looking forward to for the rest of 2018 that I haven't actually read yet, even though some of them I've had copies of for several months. And one of them that I really need to get on, but I'm sort of waiting because it comes out on my mother's birthday, is oh. The Governess Game which is the long-awaited, well, long-awaited for some of us, um, sequel to The Duchess Deal. And I am looking forward to it so much. comes out on August 18th. If any of you sort of didn't realize that there was another one coming out or just couldn't remember when it was. Um, So that I am looking forward to because it is approaching near the end of the summer. And actually, that's actually a really lovely recommendation for this episode because you talked about that in one of our very first episodes of When in Romance and how you hoped that the uh, friend in the one before, which I feel really bad that I can't remember what it was called. The Duchess Steel. The Duchess Steel, I think you just said it 30 seconds ago. Um, but I was trying to pick my book, so I got distracted. Anyway, um, so I think it's nice. It all comes full circle. It all comes full circle. Um, so the book then that I will recommend for my one for today is a book by a woman named Alexa Martin, who, speaking of debut authors, is another debut author. And I actually haven't read this one yet either, but it's it's a football romance, which I know may not be super exciting to a lot of people, but... If I'm not mistaken, um, Alexa actually is a football wife. Yes. She has a yeah spouse or partner who is a football player. And she writes about um, a woman who has been dating her NFL star boyfriend for like a decade. And then she finds out that actually he's terrible because he's been cheating on her and he's awful. And as much as I have absolutely no patience for the terrible ex-girlfriend trope in romance... I have no problem with the terrible ex-boyfriend trope. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. Like, I, was, I actually love it when the 
um, new boyfriend in a romance is way better than the old boyfriend. Absolutely. Uh, which happens in this case because she actually starts dating a new football player, um, I think partly to kind of get back at the one that she's trying to get over. Um, but either way, it's, it, it's hitting a lot of my buttons. It's the um, girlfriend getting over her kind of garbage ex. Um, I actually have, I enjoy NFL football a lot. Um, I've had some mixed feelings about it for the last few years, so I feel like this is a good way to indulge that without necessarily indulging some of the things that I feel weird about. Mm-hmm. But also, it's... Uh, I feel like there's going to be some romantic comedy elements to this one also. So I'm excited about it. Maybe I will try to read it in the next two weeks and then I can let you know how it went uh, while I'm recommending my other books. (laughs) That sounds great. I'm looking Um, forward to reading that one too. Yeah. I think we might've gotten this one at the same thing, the same event. Um, But anyway, so those are our first two. Stay tuned for more, but in our attempt to live up to our new fake subtitle, Corralling the Havoc, <laughs> when in romance, Corralling the Havoc, um, we will stop there, try to keep it at under an hour. Um, thank you all for taking part in our 2018 mid-year review. Yes. Um, I don't think we can probably link to all of the things that we talked about, but we can link to the When in Romance page on Book Riot, mm-hmm. which has links to all of our episodes And it's pretty clear, I think, in our show notes when we talk about which thing. But if you're trying to figure out where to get the backstory and anything that we've talked about, just uh, ping either of us. Um, We are easily found. Yes, we are. I am on Twitter at Trisha underscore reads. And I am on Twitter at Jess is reading all one word. All one word. Um, Are you also on Instagram at all one word, Jess? I am on Instagram at at Jess Jess is underscore (laughs) is underscore reading maybe now that we're like halfway through the year i have to let that go but i don't know if i can um and i am on instagram at trisha haley brown uh and um once again thank you for all of you who have been reclaiming the hashtag i will also say it was fun to as i was building this quiz because it didn't just come together automatically people there was a lot of time and effort that went into it um i was retracing some of my tweets and instagram things and uh i have to tell you we have over the course of the last six months gotten a lot of really lovely feedback from all of you and Yes, we have. Um, it was fun to get to revisit some of that. So thank you all for, um, whether it was positive or uh, constructive criticism, whatever feedback you have left us. We have uh, read all of it that we could find, and we really did appreciate it. So thank you for that. Um, our email addresses will be in the show notes also. Mm-hmm. We will link to the full show notes in the podcast description, and then we'll link to the sponsor stuff and everything too. Um, but in the meantime, thanks for hanging with us for half of... Uh, 2018 or maybe you're brand new in which case welcome welcome and uh, get ready for the ride Uh, yeah get ready for to watch us try to corral the havoc (laughs) corralling the havoc that's that's the that's gonna be a hashtag um Um, i mean yeah hashtag when in romance hashtag corralling the the havoc yes so yes thank you all for everything this past 13 episodes and happy happy reading Happy reading, everybody.